we're back. After a short break for school holidays, welcome back to the weekly reboot, your regular Friday debrief of things we've heard and seen coming from the Agile community here in Melbourne and beyond. Today, another mini hack. And it's all about the humble post-it note. And this podcast contains a trigger warning for people who love stationery. Now, you might be wondering why you're using them or what it is about them that's working for you. Or as I discovered the other day, a person who was kind of annoyed by the way post-its were being used at work and I thought this can't be. So I was going to call this episode why we love post-it notes because I really want to cover that too, but I just thought that mastering post-it notes would have more reach. So in this mini hack, we want to help you get more out of using post-its and here's a few reasons why agile ways of working and post-it notes seem to go hand in hand. Think about those times when you're in a workshop rather than a meeting. And what I mean is you have a group of people together and you want to problem solve or create something together. It's something you might not really think about if you've never been in the role of facilitating a workshop, but you've actually got a few ways you can achieve this. And depending on what you choose, you're going to get a different level of collaboration. On one end of the scale, you can have the session led by a person. They might be a manager or someone of authority. They might send out an agenda and strictly control the conversation. Discussion might be just that conversation and actions that are taken might be done quite rigorously and handed to the individuals that are most obvious to take the action because the action is in their responsibility area. Now this kind of session tends to be held sitting down with people around a table, looking at an agenda or even worse, if it's looking at PowerPoint pack that's been created in advance, indicating that this session can really only go one set way. The ability for quiet people to contribute to the discussion and take on the work may be limited And this style of meeting at its worst is something that's going to reinforce hierarchy. What I mean is bosses are going to make the decisions. The influencers are going to try and get you to agree to things and you are really there to be bossed or influenced. Something that could be more collaborative is creating an agenda together, perhaps at a whiteboard. This is definitely a step above sitting in seats around something preconceived. However, we can soon run into the same problems in that the person holding the whiteboard marker or closest to the board is going to have a lot of power in dictating how the session is going to run. It's pretty much their choice about what's getting written up and captured, unless they're a bit more inclusive and skilled at facilitating. Once again, our quiet voices aren't able to be heard. But we live in times where the future is uncertain. Knowledge is increasing every day, technology advances are speeding up, and organisations want to compete in this busy, uncertain world using all of our diverse minds, ideas and perspectives. So we can't wait for all the good ideas to come down from the few people who hold positions of authority. And in fact, that would tend to hold us back. Where we're going, where the future is uncertain and we want to compete, we need to harness and build on the great ideas of everyone. And to do that, we need to master the tools of collaboration. So it's not really surprising that the humble post-it note is such a featured tool for agile people who believe so strongly that the creation of solutions is a collaborative endeavor. In particular, I'm thinking about principles four, five, and 11 from the agile manifesto, and also the collaboration mentioned in the agile values themselves. Collaboration fulfills and aligns to agile people's values and principles. And that's why you'll see so many agile teams using the humble post-its in their planning sessions, in their retrospectives, and for many other sessions that utilize collaboration. In a workshop where everyone gets their own post-its and marker, everyone's getting a say. Everyone's instantly transformed into a scribe and we're more likely to get engagement for all of the diverse voices around the table. So here are some tips to up your post-it game, make you feel more confident and make it a more natural tool for you to bring into your sessions. 
which is going to help you transform more of these dry influencing and bossing sessions to be more collaborative. Tip number one. First of all, carry some around with you. If you've always got some to hand, then it's easier to bring them out during a meeting or a session that's in danger of becoming a dry talk fest of words and ideas that may be going nowhere. So carry them around along with a couple of Sharpies and then there's always a chance you'll be able to turn a meeting into something more collaborative. Something else I learned from a great coach pal of Reboot Co, Nadir Khan, is to carry around your own whiteboard markers then you're never stuck with a whiteboard marker that doesn't work. Tip number two. The following tip is one that always wows an audience at a training session. So I'm really giving away a hot tip here that usually helps me win over crowds, but it's how to peel a post-it. Now, there's no way I figured this out myself. I picked it up from other people years ago, and I'll link to a site of how to peel a post-it as well, as it's better seen visually than listening to me do it. But here it goes. Instead of grabbing a post-it by the bottom edge and peeling up like this, Grab it from the side and peel sideways, like this. Grabbing it from the bottom tends to create a rather curly post-it and when you stick it to the wall, it curls up. If you peel it sideways, it lies flat to the wall. This means it won't fall off as easily as there's more surface area for the glue to stick to. It's also easier to read if it's flat and also photographs better. Seriously, this is a thing that I do in sessions that amazes people when done in person. So please pay it forward and entertain your friends by showing them the proper way to peel a post-it. The other pro tip is that you can grab it from the bottom and pull straight down, which also creates a flat post-it. However, if done with cheapo sticky notes, you might end up with a fold or a tear. So just watch out for that. Tip number three, some other visual tips. Use text as Sharpies or something that's thick and not pen or biro. Texters mean that you can view what's on the post-it from a few meters away on a wall. So you're more likely to engage more of the people in the room with bigger, clear writing. And that's another thing, encourage people to write big and clear and tell them to use upper caps if they need to. Using pen and writing small means that what you're saying is likely to get lost in the detail. Using texter means you're naturally edited to write less on your post-it. Tip number four. Another visual tip is do not use dark colors. The dark red and purple colors are almost useless I've found. They're too hard to read. So stick to light and bright, but do use color. Color gives you the ability to group or seam things by color if you're that organized or that way inclined, but it also provides a nice bit of visual contrast. The power yell at post-its are often the ones that are free in the workstationary cupboard, but kind of boring if a workshop consists of a sea of pale yellow. Tip number five, only capture one idea per post-it. If you let people only capture one idea for post-it, then you have the ability to move individual ideas around, group them or theme them with other similar ideas and order them into priority order. And here's where we see why Agilists love post-its once again. If you let people create a list of things on one post-it, apart from it being very crowded, you'll now have to consider those things grouped in a clump and able to be broken apart. So help the people who love a list to break them up by asking them to capture one idea per post-it or if you forget to do that beforehand, then create them a new set with one idea per post-it for each of the things in their list. Tip number six. Post-its that have one idea each on them also allow you to incorporate voting. I find an easy way to get groups to vote is just to get them to tick or dot the ideas that are their top three. It's very dependent on how many people you have in a group, but my rule of thumb is to tell a group to pick your top three ideas and tick them, and then tally up the winning ideas and focus on those. And you can also 
tell people that if they really love one idea then they can put three ticks or dots just on that one idea. So if you think about it, post-its are a subversive way of getting people to let go of some ideas that are not popular amongst the group of people we're in. And what you're really accomplishing is a great gift to any company, which is to focus on the top few things and do them really well, instead of drowning in a sea of ideas where there's really too many of them and it's overwhelming to service them all. And I've seen this technique of being really fast and voting with post-its circumvent many weeks of exploration and too many meetings on too many ideas. So the humble post-it is really doing some heavy lifting here in terms of making companies more efficient and effective. Tip number seven. There's another technique tip that I must give you, which is one that often makes a difference to the quiet people around the table. So this one is to give people a few minutes with their own thoughts before getting them to start slapping post-its on a wall. So this helps everyone actually, as you have to do at least a bit of reflection and thinking and ensures that what's coming out on the post-it isn't the hot topic that you just bought from your previous meeting or concerns of the day, but actually a good and possibly more creative idea. And especially for the introverts, so you're really going to be getting the most value out of the group if you clear some quiet reflection time first. So give people their post-its, tell them you're going to give them five minutes to think of what they're going to capture, get them to capture it, and then share them by putting them on the wall. Here are some more general tips. Post-its aren't cheap, I know. They are roughly three cents Australian for each of your high-end 3M coloured post-it node but you can get that down to well under two cents if you go with some cheaper brands. And to be frank, if your workshop is something that you're gonna do and tear down in a day, you can get away with cheaper ones. If you want your post-it notes to live a few weeks, you're probably gonna need the 3M ones, or if you intend to stick them to a whiteboard because some whiteboard surfaces are really too shiny for even good post-it notes. So sometimes butcher's paper is better for that. And also you can take your butcher's paper out of the meeting with you intact. Butcher's paper is incredibly cheap, as long as you don't buy the 3M giant stickies, which are very cool, but very expensive. Another thing to always have on you is some blue tack for sticking up cheap butcher's paper and also making cheap post-its stick to shiny walls and then you're essentially covered with your cheaper essentials. Now I must have bought every size and color and shape of post-its and if you love stationery, it's a very alluring thing to do so. But I have found in all my years of sticking things on walls that your standard square and brightly colored but not too darkly colored post-its are the ones that I return to again and again and usually end up regretting or not using the different sizes and shapes as much. If you're creating things that are for visualizing your actual day-to-day -day work and um, keeping that on some kind of Kanban, then you're better off using system cards like Estelle system cards available from Officeworks. I have seen people use post-its for visualizing their work, but generally it's for work that moves very fast like operational or BAU issues rather than complex software stories that may take a sprint to complete. So finally, a warning. You will find detractors, people who feel like using post-its isn't serious work and it's just fun. Side note, shouldn't work be fun? But anyway, but I generally find those people's needs are centered around actions and follow-up. So they much more enjoy the completeness over the collaboration part, potentially. In fact, they may find the collaboration a bit threatening if they like control. So to ensure you're not missing out on their contribution, because you don't want to miss out on their contribution either, you need to do a few things well, which are number one, state the purpose of the session well at the start, or use post-its and collaboration to distill the purpose of the session at the start if you don't know. So you're doing something to get really clear on what the purpose of the session is. You're much more likely to get the engagement of those kind of people. Number two, understand and agree on the outcomes that will be derived from the session. 
And number three, allow time at the end to finish well. So you have to be on top of the timing for that and reinforce the outcomes or the next steps for the session. If you rush through and you don't leave enough time for that, then those kind of people will continue to think that it wasn't a valuable session. And that leaves people who are already uneasy about using post-its feeling even more that it's been a waste of their time. Now, of course, you're going to ask about people who are remote from each other, for which I have an answer. Tools like Liner and Mural have post-it note equivalents that work very well when participants are remote. Of course, there's other tools like Trello and GroupMap that are very flexible too, but you do have to watch elements like voting. Sometimes those tools will only allow one vote per person per card, and you might have to get more creative with adding pluses, for example, in the title name of the cards in order to indicate a card that has multiple votes on it. So just watch out for some of those. And also, if you're going to try and do a collaboration session that utilise the tools of collaboration uh, mimicking post-its, then make sure that all of the attendees are remote from each other or everyone is using the same tool, not having just the participants that are remote using that tool. Otherwise, you've just completely changed the purpose of that meeting. So that's our mini hack episode about some positive ways to master post-its to collaborate and why you should consider that above single scribe facilitation or meetings with agendas. Best of luck with upping your collaboration game using post-its. Just a quick plug before we go for the Modern Developer Graduate course, which is running on the 9th and 10th of May. This course is specifically for new developers to give them hands-on working and understanding and practical experience in modern engineering practices. Things like XP, coding styles, methods, modern architecture, coding for the cloud and DevOps. And it's very valuable to anyone who has recently learned to code but needs to be more productive in an engineering team and understand how to apply great engineering practices when coding. I'll post a link to that in the show notes and get in touch with me. Um, I may be able to offer you a discount. Now, if you have any suggestions of what you'd like to hear on the podcast, or maybe you want to be on the podcast, you can email us at rebootme at rebootco.com.au or email me at alex at rebootco.com.au. We read everything and we'll respond to everything. Tell me how you've been using post-its to foster collaboration. I'd love to hear about it. The Weekly Reboot is your regular Friday debrief of things we've heard and seen coming from the Agile community here in Melbourne and beyond. Rate, review and importantly subscribe in your podcast app to get it in your ears every Friday and we'll be there again next Friday at 4pm. Ciao for now.